Hey, Raindrops. Yes, so I finally got merch. That's right. You can buy your allegedly, in my voice, mugs, T-shirts, raindrops, hoodies, and T-shirts all on carloskingshop.com. That's right. Get your hoodies, your T-shirts, and your mugs all on carloskingshop.com. Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. Once a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, Raindrops. Yes, on today's Reality with the King episode, I am reunited with my (laughs) friend, my girl, fan favorite, the Raindrops love her. Yes, I'm talking about the amazing Casey. We have to do a deep dive into the Bethany versus Bravo saga in addition to and, and my Bethany voice, the number one worldwide podcast in the world, her interview with the artist formerly known as Raquel, right. Rachel, and the backlash she received. So let's get started. Okay. Bethany Frankel, a former Real Housewives of New York City housewife, a former pal of Andy Cohen, allegedly, has taken upon herself to hire two high-powered attorneys in what she is calling reality reckoning, which means she is, as of now, focusing on NBC Universal slash Bravo in terms of getting the reality stars what she feels like is their just due. Everything from she wants them compensated, for using merchandise. She wants them to have some of the same rights as the SAC-AFTRA union workers. In addition to, she wants them to get higher pay and she also wants them, which I was like, oh girl, Bethany, what are we doing, sis? She also wants retroactive pay Mm -hmm. for these reality stars. And some of the things that her and her attorneys are alleging is out of this world. But before we get into the documents, when you first heard about this, Kate, what was your reaction? I think of myself as a very measured person. I like to have all of the information before I kind of decide on something. Um, I actually was just on Mark Yargos's show. He's one of the attorneys. And I was asking some of the questions about it too, because... I think for the lay person, it can be a little bit confusing. And so you have the scripted world and the unscripted world. And unscripted is, has uh, has not been included in the strike discussion talks, and even that predate this year. Um, for context, people should understand that reality shows really exploded in the early 2000s with like Survivor and a lot of the competition shows. Then when there was a strike 2007, 2008, there really was an, a reality explosion because those shows were easier to make, um, smaller budgets, quicker timelines. So over time, Unscripted, as you know, has exploded. 
And and so now here we are in 2023, and there are all of these nuances that are that are being discussed for the scripted world. And rightly so, I think people in unscripted feel as if they have been overlooked. And I do think all of this stuff, these are great conversations to have because ultimately people should be treated equally um, and and be compensated for the work that they do. So uh, now, as far as how how this will all work out, I'm still kind of finding myself trying to understand all the moving parts. Um, I have the list of the 10 things that she is suggesting. You've mentioned some of them. They include unscripted talent with shows that make make it to air. Minimum should be $5,000 per episode. Talent should receive a 10% raise each season. If the show is a huge success and ratings have increased, then it's subject to negotiation. The talent can walk away. Talent gets 10% of their last negotiated talent fee for additional cycles. Any additional streamer airing that season will also pay 10%. On shoot and promotional days, talent gets a per diem of $100 a day. For series talent they've been that have not been paid for shows that have continued to air, they should receive $5,000 per season retroactively from each distributor. Talent is not required to give any proceeds of their business to any network or streamer. Talent should not be prohibited from promoting special brands on their social media so that the networks and streamers can try to garner the income for themselves. And lastly, talent should receive a percentage of gross proceeds from ancillary merch. So I was eager to kind of talk to you about this because you, of course are on the production part of it. Now, it seems as if thus far, most of the conversations that I'm hearing are in re- regard to just the talent. So yes. uh, what can you tell me about any discussions that are happening in Unscripted when it comes to the production side of it? Are they eager to have changes made also? And of those things, because you also are someone who makes a show, Mm-hmm. I was interested to hear what you think uh, about some of these um, terms, because as I mentioned, the thing about unscripted is it's notoriously easier to make than a scripted show, as one could expect. Right. And w- what the lay person may not understand is that typically with unscripted contracts, you get paid the longer you're on a show. So... Um, my first question is, what do you think about discussions with regard to unionizing, compensation, and also what do you think that the second part of it is, as somebody who makes these shows, uh, about the terms that she has suggested? So that's, that's in two parts. Well, for starters, I agree with you in the sense of, look, to be a reality star is one of the toughest, if not toughest, job in the entertainment industry when you think about on-camera talent, right? Actors, they are able to hide behind a character, a role they play. They get to go home and not have to deal with people judging the character, right? Right. Um, An athlete, they leave everything out on, on the field. The court, whatever, right? When it comes to sports, they get to go home and no one's really judging their everyday lives because they're not seeing it. Same with the actors. So when it comes to reality stars, I always felt that the reality star were definitely the stepchildren of this industry, the forgotten child, if you will. And they give the most to the show. I hate to interrupt, but stay tuned for more.
NordVPN was named one of Time's 2022 Best Inventions. If you're somebody like me who like to watch sporting events, TV shows, and films, which aren't available in your region, you can switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the event. The other thing is they can protect your data while you travel and while you're using public Wi-Fi. NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. And you know what's better, child? NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month. Now look, child, that works really well for us, okay? Not to mention, you can have one NordVPN account that can be used on up to six devices. To grab our huge discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash rwtk. You can receive an extra four months for free, and there's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guaranteed. The link is in the episode description box. NordVPN's new offer discount starts on August 8th until September 12th. This special offer gives the users 68% off, plus three months extra for free for the two-year plan. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into the show. I'm curious what you think. I think anybody in this industry who wants to be a disruptor, that's fine. I consider myself a disruptor. Yeah. And by disruptor, I mean that I go against the grain of the systemic blueprint that was laid out before me. I applaud anybody who's able to do that. The one thing that people are having a hard time grasping, Kate, is the intention. What is Bethany's intention here? Look, I don't know Bethany personally. I met her once. I had an overall deal at this production company in Los Angeles. And Bethany also had a deal with them too. And Bethany was accepting pitches of ideas from the production companies who were a part of this bigger corporation. Long story short, we had a lunch meeting at the Beverly Hills Hotel okay, in California, everybody. And she came in. She is everything you see on television. Everything. Like outspoken, energy, all of those things. Um... What was funny about the, the meeting is she loved my idea. She said, you gave me the best idea since I've been here. I love it. I love it. I love it. And she kept saying, do me a favor and elevate this. Elevate it more. Like she was talking like that, Kate. Elevate it. Elevate it more. But I like this. And she was talking to one of the presidents of the company. I like this. This is good. So I'm like, okay, wow. I may actually have a show with Bethany. Long story short, sister. She left that company maybe a month or two after the meeting. So the show never came about, right? So I said that to say, when I met her, she was very nice. She was everything you saw. There's other people, though, Kate, who believe that she doesn't do anything without getting something out of it. And they think this reality reckoning, as she puts it, is a way for her to give a big middle finger to Andy Cohen and Bravo. What could have happened for her 
to be that anger angry at Andy Cohen and and one specific network though? That's the million dollar question. Now, if you go down the rabbit hole on social media, like I do, people are saying that when Bethany created her Rewives podcast, where Bethany, and again, her words, a big celebrity mm-hmm. would rewatch a Housewives episode and recap it and talk about it. She went on Andy Cohen's show to promote it because Andy, days prior to her appearance on Watch What Happens Live, Andy did an interview where he says something along the lines of he was surprised she was doing the podcast because all she does is shit talk the brand. Mm-hmm. She goes on Watch What Happens Live. is Andy and Jeff Lewis. And Bethany has said she felt ambushed because Jeff, as we all know, was going there when it came to like, why are you doing this? Um, you, you hate the show. You talk so much shit about it. Why are you doing this? You don't think this is a, a, a copycat of, of what the other Housewives podcasts are? And then Andy started engaging in the conversation. Bethany, as you know, can defend herself, but... And I thought she, she did a good job defending herself. However, she left that studio and said she felt ambushed and she doesn't know why Andy is mad because she's able to do whatever she wants because she was on Housewives. And they believe, by they the fans, they believe that was the first sign that there was a rift like in their cracks, friendship. Cracks in the friendship. Well, I think what you have there is a notoriously independent person, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's someone who has centered their career around these shows. So, of course, he's going to take offense if she leaves the show and says things that are negative, right? So, one, I could see both both sides of that, you know, how they both could feel. Unfortunately, I think it's the other people around them that probably fan the flames. Probably made it a lot worse, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is the tricky part. Bethany and Andy were very close. Mm -hmm. Very close. They would spend time in the Hamptons together in their separate homes, of course. And you could tell they had a great relationship. I think Andy said in his book, he went to like a Bethany party, you know, after she left the show. And that's when he mentioned coming back to Housewives. She said, let's talk about this you know, in a day or two without tons of people at my party. She mentioned he went over her apartment and set her down and said, please come back to the show. She said, you cannot afford me. And he Mm -hmm. said, give me a number. She said she gave him a number that she thought would be like, no way, Jose. And they made it work. And that's how she came back on the show. So the problem is this. I believe that Bethany knows too much. She knows how the sausage is made. Yes, because if you're that close with an executive, mm-hmm. who knows what type of conversations you're having yeah. over Ramona Singer's Pinot Grigio? Well, I think that that's why Andy, I mean, I don't know Andy personally, but uh, from things he said, he doesn't really have 
friendships with them. I mean, text messaging is one thing, but like they come over to his home. They know deep and personal things. You've got to set a boundary because I think there has to be some sort of line there. I don't think you could be on a show as a housewife and then be privy to conversations and then go back right back into the den, you know? Because yeah. it puts you at an unfair advantage with the other cast. And I presume that probably is what happened once she went back. It creates friction, as you would, I would assume you have had to deal with in the past, not on just one show, but others. But if there's another cast member that feels like they're in bed, so to speak, with the network or the producers or any contacts at the network, that there is a, a power dynamic that that is unfair. So... I think it probably was a recipe for disaster for her to go back. But I can also see why he felt um, offended if she said anything negative. He's like, I did everything I could to bring you back. Um, And also, this is a big, huge part of my career. And you're like shitting on it. So I don't know. I I think I, I can see all sides of it. I think the problem is you can't really, in this industry, I would assume it's too difficult to have a deep friendship with someone when there's a power dynamic, like someone is in the network Mm. and you are a cast member. Like I just probably, I think it's probably impossible. Oh, it it, it absolutely is. Because uh, like you said, the power dynamic, I mean, we talk about that based on the me too movement and relationships that, you know, women who may have with these powerful male executives that the power dynamic may be an issue in terms of having Mm -hmm. an office romance that you have to look at it deeper than just we're attracted to each other. So I do think you're right in the sense of, look, is it fun to like hang out with a network exec? Absolutely. Absolutely. But does that mean in your mind, you think you two are closer than what it appears? And I think Andy is shocked, disappointed Um, that Bethany would go too far. Stay tuned for more. Rising prices stressing you out? If you're looking for ways to cut costs and stay on top of your finances, like me, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and chances are you're one of them. Like that Stars app just to watch one show, or that free gaming trial you never actually used, Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you. And for any who don't want to pay for it anymore, just hit cancel. And Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's just that easy. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash R-W-T-K. That's rocketmoney.com slash R-W-T-K. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into the show.
I don't understand the end goal. I mean, I think the end goal, obviously, once again, she says she wants to call it the Bethany Clause. So she, she she wants to eradicate all of this, in her words, old school traditions and add new to it. But she wants it to be called the Bethany Clause. Well, I'll tell you, like I said, I think to, with a lot of things, some good could come out of it. Some of the terms that she puts out here um, with regard to how talent should be compensated, et cetera. One of the good things that I think can come out of this is that now that people are kind of more privy to the commitment, the um, sacrifice you make if you want to be a reality star, is that a lot of people that get caught up in, I want to be famous, maybe this is the escalator to success, that I want to be the face of something, I want to be an influencer, but I don't want to make content for two years with the hopes that somebody will find me. And if I'm on a reality show, this is what's going to work because it certainly has worked for many people. But um, I, I think that raising all of this discussion will make them possibly rethink um, what it really takes to be a reality star. And I thought about this a lot listening to her interviews with Rachel. The artist formerly known as Raquel right? from Vanderpump Rules. I have to say this. I think if anybody wants to be a reality star, they need to think about this. If you are going to consider it, you must do a couple things. You have to have long conversations with the production company and the people that want you to be part of the show about the direction of the show and why they think you are a good fit. You have to have a great entertainment lawyer who will go through your contract with a fine-tooth comb. Um, don't be quick to sign a contract because you so badly just want to use it as an opportunity to become famous or as a stepping stone to something else. Really look through the language of the contract. That's really important. Have people in your life who are not going to be sycophants, people who are going to tell you the truth about the monster that you may or may not become, that this is not going to be the center of your life. There was a life before this. There will be a life after that. You have to have um, a good set of a sense of who you are and the direction you want to go in the world and make peace with the fact that this may not be what you think it is. In other words, you are joining whatever show it may be, a dating show, an ensemble show, or a competition show, and you may have the, these unrealistic expectations of who you're, how famous you're going to be and how much money you're going to make. Because there are very few people, Bethany is one of them, who really make a, quite a bit of money, become household names, and use it to create all these opportunities. So have realistic expectations. And then finally, have some sort of plan in place with the help of maybe a business manager, an accountant, or whatever it may be, to figure out how you're going to use this to do other things. Because if you're if your goal is to just become the greatest star of XYZ, there are other people waiting in a line, a very long line behind you, and you're expendable. So as funny as your family and friends tell you you are, there is someone right around the corner that can replace you and make peace with that. So you have to have some sort of plan. What are you going to do with this opportunity? So if you don't have all of those things in line, 
you should not be on a reality show. And I thought also of that interview that she did with Rachel is that Rachel was not cut out ever to be a reality star. There are very few people. You've got to be honest with yourself. Do you have thick skin or not? I think somebody like Lala Kent has very thick skin. Yes. I think a lot of housewives have very thick skin. Yes. However, Rachel said in the interview, in the first uh, part of it, it struck me. She said, I'm someone who has always struggled with social anxiety and judgment. Why are you on a reality show? This was some, she was a woman who had been in pageants. She pursued a relationship with a guy on a reality show. She pursued the relationship in order to get access to other people in the reality show with the hope of being on a reality show. And if you do not have the mental um, strength to handle what will come with being on a reality show, you should never sign up for one. And I think people get really caught up in fame and the attention and that you get invited to these things and you're going to be at this event and they really don't have an honest conversation with themselves. In fact, I think maybe what they should, those terms should include before you sign the contract for a reality show, you have to have a certain amount of sessions with a mental health professional about how this might completely change not only your life, but the lives of the people in your family. I don't know, but I think that again, Good things may come out of this. It may make a lot of people who thought reality shows were in their life plan to rethink it. Because I don't think people understand how difficult it is for talent to do these shows. I think it's a really, really no. hard, hard thing. It's very hard. It's very hard. And and no, you're right. If you are socially awkward... And to have a fear of judgment, you need to not step on anyone's casting Zoom and audition to be a part of a reality show, especially one where on um, Vanderpump Rules, it's friends who have known each other for years. Some of them have slept with each other. They read each other, throw drinks, got slapped. It's an intense program. You mentioned somebody who says, I have a fear of so, uh, social anxiety and judgment signing up for Real Housewives of Atlanta or for oh. F-Boy Island or Survivor. Like, that's a recipe for disaster. You can't survive on the island of the Real Housewives if you're that person. Yeah. And that's the reason why, you know, as somebody who hire reality stars to be on one of my shows... I look for that. Can you handle it? And listen, some appear they can. And after the first season, no one can because you're not understanding what you're getting into. But after the first season, they normally are like, okay, we got it. You got it. It's like being a freshman in college. Right. You go through your freshman 15. You know, you're sort of like, what is this? I'm confused. I want to go back home. You go back home every weekend because you miss (laughs) your old life. Right? Yes. Uh, But... In your sophomore year, you're like, you know what, girl? I got it. Right. <laughs> That's what it's like to be a reality star. In your sophomore year reality TV, you're good. I hate to interrupt, but stay tuned for more. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold... I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature 
all night long. The cool thing about Miracle Maid's bed sheets is the fact that it has self-cooling properties for better quality sleep. It uses silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA. Miracle Maid's sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long. So you get better sleep every night. The sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feels as nice, if not nicer, than biz sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria, honey. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash king to try Miracle made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code KING, K-I-N-G, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with the 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash king and use the code king, K-I-N-G, to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash king to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into the show. The artist formerly known as Raquel, Rachel, she said on Bethany's podcast that, well, not only she mentioned this, Alex Baskin, the executive producer of Vanderpump Rules, who I know is a friend of yours, Kate. Rachel and Alex did confirm separately that the show Vanderpump Rules was on the verge of cancellation before Scandaval. He said on my show too. For people that don't watch the show, uh, I think that the reason that it exploded this year was because it reminds a lot of people, older people, older meaning older than 25 of the time in their life where they had less responsibilities, right? You could just go out all night. Maybe you worked at a bar. So obviously a lot of women enjoy The Bachelor and Real Housewives. But in my experience, a lot of men will say to me, oh, I love Vanderpump Rules. It's It's a show that couples can watch, that friends can watch and all text each other. It's both men and women watch it. I think they were so struck by this because... Rachel up at had this at this point had seemed like a like a like a very kind-hearted, sweet, and gentle person. And I think the audience felt had that they were scammed by her because here she was carrying on this affair with a very close friend, someone argue best friend with her partner. And I think that struck a lot of the audience. They probably have known someone or been cheated on. And so they have this visceral reaction to that. And then the last layer of it is you're watching it all, or not all unfold, but part of it unfold 
Um, because basically the affair wasn't revealed until well after they had finished filming. So a lot of the grievances that have come up, those were things that were filmed or were, were not filmed. They were off camera. Um, so in going back and watching the footage, people can see that there, there's this menacing quality to her. Like there's this one scene where she's asking Ariana about the, the level of intimacy she has with Tom. And you know now as a viewer that she's sleeping with him the whole time. And that, I'm sorry, is a diabolical thing. That's diabolical to ask a woman about the level of intimacy that she's sharing with the man she's with and you're secretly sleeping with him. So that is why people went bananas this season watching it because of those two things. So yeah. a lot of it has been said like, um, why wasn't this covered? Or you know, a lot of the stuff that was happening happened after they had filmed. The, 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 all the story coming out about the affair happened after they finished filming. So then they got the cameras back up and they filled for, filmed for a little bit to kind of tie the story with a loose end. And then they had the reunion. Um, yeah. So that is why people got so caught up in all of this. Now, she said in the interview, too, she was very frustrated that they had all had monetized. But again, this is the nature of, of a very brutal entertainment industry. And this, this is true for scripted, too, is that you have to strike the iron while it's hot, right? So when this all happened, she went to a mental health facility, which I applaud her for. I thought that was the right decision to make. And a lot of them, the show was airing. And so they struck the iron while it's hot. They had merchandise things um, done to, to kind of uh, make money for themselves. So now she's left the facility and she's frustrated that they made all this money. Well, I think that what she should have done is waited a year, if not more, to do any interviews, to have gone off the grid gone back into a career that she was interested in before. I know that she had studied kinesiology. She talked about wanting to be an occupational therapist for children, specifically in pediatrics. That is fantastic. Gone and done that, got off television. Because in my experience, the most interesting interviews are people that have had some sort of life experience outside of television, got far more centered and then they have much more interest, like introspection and, and insight, um, not only just about who they are, but how they participated in this moment in television, right? But she didn't give herself much space to do that. And, I'm, and, I, and I worry that she sort of lost her voice in this because I don't know when she's going to have some, some time and space to really think about how she participated in this crazy story. And now I'm she had mentioned she wants to do a podcast and she thinks that there's this untapped market of the, uh, of, of people telling the story of like what it's like to be the other woman. Now you're branding yourself. Wouldn't you want to walk away from that after this? And that's a, and, uh, let me go backwards a bit. Um, not everybody is meant to host a podcast. Raquel, I'm, Rachel, I'm sorry. Rachel, I love you. You're nobody's host. And it's fine. And it's like, that's number one. You don't need to host anything, girl. So let's not do a podcast, my sweet pea. Um, that's number one. Number two, you're right, Kate. Why would you, if, 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 if all of this has traumatized you, and I believe it has. I believe right? it has too. I, I believe it has 100%. You can look at her eyes and tell it's traumatizing. 
you can't continue taking the drug that has caused you to be put in rehab. You just, you have to... Walk away. Be so, got to walk away and be yeah. sober from it. So the drug is the, the stamp that's on your back, essentially, which is the other woman. Why? Talk about it. All it's going to do is remind you every mm-hmm. time you talk to somebody of, of the scandal situation. So you, you have two decisions. You could either not go to a mental health facility and you can make merchandise that say, you know, I'm a mistress or whatever. But like, don't you want to move on from that? Bethany received a lot of backlash from her interview with Rachel. Um, these people, Kate, are reading Bethany for filth. They're saying, you talk about exploitation. You exploited Rachel all over again. You did not compensate her for the interview. You did not do your research watching the show. You talked over her the entire time. And a lot of people weren't into it. Bethany clapped back and said, all you haters, whatever, I have the number one worldwide podcast in the world. And you guys are just jealous. How do you know what I'm not doing for Rachel? You guys don't know, but I love the engagement. What are your thoughts on that? I don't think she cares what I think or anyone else thinks. So who cares? (laughs) Well, I care, Kate Casey, and so does my raindrops. Uh, I'll say this. I I would hope that people appreciate that when I interview them, I do the work and I watch the show and I've really invest myself in their personal stories. Drop mic. I mean, mic drop. <laughs> mic drop. And I will also add to that too, Kate. You actually are invested in the subject matter. You actually, you want to know. You want to get into the psyche of your subjects and, and really walk away saying, I, I, I learned something after this interview. And when it came to Rachel, look, I have not yet listened to the three-part conversation um, because I listened to Bethany and Jill reunion conversation mm-hmm. and Bethany was over talking Jill the whole time and I, I had to no shade turn it off but you know for Rachel I, uh, I just couldn't stomach another over talking conversation Kate Casey well I, th- I, th- I think you, there's something to it I did but I think there's something about Bethany you know, listen, everybody gets to choose who they want to interview them. And I think that it sounds as if Rachel's mother, who has a huge influence in her life, um, has felt a connection to Bethany. And I think that's everyone has a prerogative about who they want to interview. So um, that's the great thing about having a million different shows and a million different hosts. Um, I hope that she felt like her story was told in the way that she wanted it to be told. And like I said, I, my advice would be for her to have waited and to, to waited for a year. Um, if she wants to wait a year, some of the questions that I would like to ask her are about why she even pursued um, being in pageants. Because I think if you start there, you can really start oh, yes. to unravel it mm-hmm. and get to the heart of it. 
No, you're absolutely right about that. So look, it remains to be seen what the outcome is going to be with Bethany's reality reckoning. And one thing for sure, in my Lisa Renna voice, you better believe Kay and I are going to talk about it. Thank you, Kay, for coming on this program, my love, and let the world know where they can find you, follow you, and support your top podcast. Oh, thank you. Reality Life with Kate Casey, uh, everywhere where you get podcasts, six episodes a week, a must-watch list available at katecasey.substack.com, and uh, Patreon bonus episodes, too. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at King underscore on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and yes, baby, my YouTube channel where you can get all of my visuals, baby, my expressions. Yes. And don't forget, tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag realitywiththeking. Reality with the King is a production of Kingdom Reign Entertainment. It is produced by Sierra Spragley Ricks and executive produced by me, Carlos King. Kingdom Rain Entertainment, baby! baby.